Assalamu alaikum guys and welcome back to another episode of The Word Affairs and today is a very special day, Eid Mubarak everybody. Yes, I am that type of person who actually sat down to record on Eid day but in my defence I was going to do it last night and then I got so busy I didn't have any time Um, and then I thought you know what there's always some sort of free time that we have on Eid, you know, whether you want to admit it or not, there's always something. So I thought, okay, I'll do it on Eid day. Um, But here I am. I hope you all, for those of you who are celebrating, I hope you all had an amazing Eid. I hope that you guys got up to something fun on Eid. My Eid consists of pretty much getting up, um, helping my mum in the kitchen, and then the boys come back after Eid Salah. And we, you know, have breakfast together. Then we get ready. Then we'll go to a cousin's house, perhaps. Or, you know, they'll come to ours. Well, at night, like, they come to ours. So I've pretty much got, like, the majority of the day free. Sometimes my other cousins come. But, um, yeah. Anyways, it is so, so hot outside. I cannot even explain to you. We're currently having a heat wave in the UK. And... You know, the funniest thing, if you're not from the UK, um, you won't know this, but when there's a heat wave, it's like people can't control themselves. Like they cannot contain themselves. The heat here, I'm not joking. It's something totally different. Like wherever you go, you just start sweating uncontrollably. And yeah, that's a bit gross, but like, it's true. You cannot stop sweating. Like I literally today, obviously it's eat. So it is so, so hot. I'm literally sat here in like my clothes, literally in like my, my cultural clothes, like wearing my garara and everything like that. And it's like embroidered and I'm just oh like so so warm and yeah like my upper lip is a is a wreck right now okay um but anyways we went out me and my brother to a dessert shop to grab some fondue and like some chocolate dips so if you guys don't follow me on instagram um well if you don't what are you doing you should follow me at the word affairs and on tiktok um plug that in there um but yeah if you don't follow me you won't know but i'm basically a massive fan of like chocolate dips and like fondues and like strawberries and chocolate and cream and all that type of stuff and i just love 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 it so obviously it was eid and we went to a very good like well-known kind of like store and we picked up one and it was so so lovely like i think i would i, I would rate that as my top one right now it's called the little dessert shop um that's probably like my top tier fondue slash chocolate dip um but I just love it I just love it so much anyways I'm on the way of going there I'm parking up we were done like we were absolutely gone like it was just so hot absolutely boiling the heat here like I said before it's just so unimaginable unimaginable um but yeah and apparently I saw a TikTok where a girl was saying if you can't take it right now just remember that it's gonna be like this for the next two weeks but the next two weeks how am I supposed to how am I supposed to do that but one thing I will say is what I love about the summer is the summer nights like the whole concept of it going uh dark later and you're just getting most of your day and stuff like that so currently I'm actually on placement um you know as a part of my course meaning that I'm literally in the hospital like five days a week literally doing like a god some days it's just such long hours but it is quite tiring at times and sometimes I just come home with absolutely no energy but I'm trying to make the most of it um and it was so funny because I was saying to my brother like I thought oh perhaps when I'm off from placement um I'll probably like you know have a bit of summer to myself and like you know we'll be able to chill and stuff but I realized that once I actually finished um placement um I think I have like maybe one or two weeks I don't even think I have two weeks off um but I'm gonna be oh yeah oh my god oh I have two weeks off oh alhamdulillah I just steeped this I just have two weeks off 
guys, you do not understand how I'm, I just realized I've got two weeks off. I'm over the moon. Basically, I literally have no time off. I never, ever, ever get any time off. And I must sound like a broken record at this point, but I don't get time off. And it makes me want to cry because we were driving today, me and my mum and my brother, and I was saying this to them, and they were like, my mum was like, oh, like, that's my brother, he was like, oh, like, you know, so when you got time off, I go, he was like, when does this, when does your course finish, I go, well, in 2024, and I was like, basically, this is my life, literally, for the next two, two years, and I didn't really know how to feel about that, it is so intense, to the point where sometimes, like, honestly, I just break down, because I'm like, I can't do this, and this is what I was going to talk about today, the topic of mental health, and just total resilience, and you know, kind of like dealing with the circumstances, the situations around you, one of the things that stresses out so much in our life is our commitments, and our ambitions, and our goals, people will tell you, oh my god, be ambitious, have goals, have dreams that you want to achieve, and work hard, work hard, but nobody ever, ever tells you just how hard it is, to do that like just how hard it is to stick by it just how hard it is to do it day in day out like you will have this like dream or have this goal right the first two weeks of doing this it's actually amazing like you know you're like oh my god I can see myself doing this every day and oh I'm so motivated and yes and then before you know it you're burnt out or you're tired or you're just like wait I have to do this for like a long long time and you know you realize that they meant it when they said commitment like commitment is such a big thing and so what you start to realize is you're just getting tired and tired and you're just getting so drained and it takes a massive massive effect it has a massive effect sorry on your mental health um so obviously like with the course that I'm talking about I am um for those of you who do not know I'm studying on the physician associate course so inshallah I will be a physician associate please pray for me and my exams um but no one ever really talks about how intense it is they will mention it they will say it but for those of you who don't really know because obviously the course is quite new and stuff like that in the UK especially in America if I say you know oh I'm gonna be a PA they don't even like blink their eyes they know instantly what a PA is whereas in the UK it is still very very new and I'm having to like go around and teach everyone what it is um but it is so intense to the point where sometimes I'm just like I don't have a minute for myself like literally I feel like a machine and I don't want to feel that way like I genuinely don't really want to feel that way but you start to feel that way if that makes sense I must have just said feel that way like a thousand times um but the point of what I'm trying to say is that so we were talking in the car and I was like yeah this is my life essentially for the next two years and you know no one ever tells you just how how hard it is and on top of that how lonely it gets it gets so lonely like just working on yourself or just you know working towards your dreams and your ambitions and your goals it gets so so lonely you're having to say no to motives you're having to you know say no to like spending time with your friends or like you're late with texting I am so bad at texting you do not understand I will it's just so bad because I will leave messages like literally delivered and like I will not reply to them for so long and that's not because I'm doing it on purpose it's more so okay I'm gonna reply to this and then I'll get busy with something else or I need to do something else or like this is my priority right now I need to sort this out and then inshallah I will message that person back and that's not really fair I guess on the other person but um there you know and then you have certain apps where you're better at and like I'm better at like replying on like um Instagram but like I messages sometimes it's so bad like I either will reply instantly or I cannot reply at all like it's so bad and it's because I will say okay I'll reply later I'll reply later but then like let's be real how many times have I, do I go on that app in the day not really whereas with Instagram I'm opening it every now and then um and a WhatsApp don't oh my god let's not even start let's not go there like I don't even know why I've got that app still like 
I never reply to anything on that. And it's so bad. Like one time my dad collared me and he was like, I sent you this message. Did you not see? I was like, well, no. And he goes, well, you couldn't have not gone on your phone all day because I'd been out, right? <laughs> so I'd been out and I think my dad had asked me a question and I hadn't replied to it. Um, but I was like, how did you not go on your phone all day? And I go, genuinely, I was on my phone. I just do not go on WhatsApp. And then I had to show my dad all of these chats that I've not replied to. I literally was like, dad, like, look at all of these chats I'm not replied to. And he's like, why don't you use it? I go, because I don't see a need to use WhatsApp. Um, which is crazy because I used to be a WhatsApp addict. So yeah, that's, that's a bit of a funny one but the point I'm trying to make is that you get so busy and caught up in life um, and you feel so guilty because you're not being able to give people that time of the day and then on top of that um I'm don't see my family as much as I used to and it really breaks my heart sometimes um and the truth is the reason for that is because I wake up early I will go to the hospital obviously for my like shift for my placement come home um sometimes if I'm lucky it's like half or other times like it's like six um and literally I'll probably like put my bag down probably eat something or whatever quick uh speak to them or whatever and then I might go to the gym and then like I'm done from the gym at like half seven let's say and then I come home and I'm shattered I'll either just like go to the shower have a shower kind of like you know wind down for the night or I'll have to study and if I'm not at the gym I've come home to study if I've come late from placement it's because I need to go to the library to study do you know what I'm saying so my life is so boring quite frankly and it's just so sad but then at the same time like I do make time to see friends and I do make time to sit down with family but at the same time like you have so much that you need to work on you just have to say no sometimes and it's really really sad but that's just life so I mean I say that's just life but that's not really a justification um so recently it kind of just all got to me a little bit and it wasn't just that mentally like I was not in a good space um I just had so much going on and I emotionally I wasn't doing very well um you know situations just arise and it, it was it wasn't a nice time I guess so it all just kind of came crashing down a little bit um when I say crashing down I don't mean dramatically like I decided to just basically take a break off social media and one when I did that sorry um I just realized like at the point of when I did that I was like okay something's gotta give like if I carry on the way I'm going I literally physically cannot take this because I'm not even like trying to go around and around the bush basically but what I'm trying to say is when I literally tell you like I'm literally doing placement like literally eight nine ten one time I've even done 11 hours a day um I'm doing that then I'm trying to go to the gym or then I'm trying to go to the library to study or I'm at home to study then I've got the podcast to do then I've got some social media stuff to do then um you know I'm trying to spend time with some you know friends and family um and honestly like it's a lot to take it is so much to take the weekends are those times when I could just sit there you know perhaps and um like tick down some admin stuff or like okay can I get this done can I you know squeeze this in can I squeeze that in and like I know for example this week in particular and um, obviously like, we're talking like today's Eid but this week in particular is going to be very very busy for me but I don't care because this week if anything I'm trying to make more time to see friends and family I'm trying to spend more time with family spend more time with friends so like I don't actually care like if it gets busy if that makes sense because it's like a good thing I'm, I'm making time for my loved ones but obviously apart from this week the majority of it has just been work 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 or study 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 or just the gym or you know what I mean so um it was just at a point where I was literally like 
I can't do this anymore. Like I literally can't do this. Um, and then on top of all of that, I had all of this emotional, mental aspect. I was literally a wreck, like an emotional wreck. I had so much going on. My parents were out of the country. Um, I don't very deal very well with like separation. I think I've got freaking separation anxiety at this point. Um, and so I wasn't doing well with that. And then on top of that, I had emotional stuff going on. And so I just sat there and I just thought like the best thing for me to do right now is just take one of those elements away and it'd be social media. The reason for that as well is because the crazy thing about social media is it has been tailored to literally fit our dopamine rush. Now, every single thing triggers to that point and what it is for someone else is not the same for you. What I mean by that is that if we're all having this dopamine rush, what triggers our dopamine rushes are different. So I could be triggered by something entirely different compared to the other person. And what that means is, I don't know how, but when we talk about the algorithm, wallahi, this algorithm sometimes makes me a bit sick because it is so tailored and it's so perfected to the people we are that you sometimes sit there and think to yourself, the for you page really said for you page, babe. Like it literally said, I'm going to attack you in this way. So there you go. And it was not healthy at all. Um, And honestly, like there's ways to tailor it and stuff where you can click like not interested or you can mute people. You can like block some accounts and stuff like that. But it's only to a certain aspect. It's only to a certain intent. And I remember watching a show on Netflix. Now I can't remember the name of the show, sadly, but it was basically about the whole concept of AI and about social media, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, um, TikTok, um, whatever other stuff there is out there, YouTube, Google. Um, and what they'd done was they'd gone around and they'd interviewed all of these big top dogs like I'm talking creme de la creme of like Google and um, Apple and YouTube and Facebook okay because if we don't know anything by now it's that Facebook controls everything meta whatever it's called it controls everything so um, what they did was they interviewed these people and they talked to them about the concept of social media and these people were like oh like hi my name's such such and I was the CEO of this or I was the big 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 fish of google and now i have like left the company or something like that and so when they started talking about it honestly like it kind of made me a bit scared can't lie to you um and the reason for that was because they sat there and they said that in obviously these big big companies and these big kind of like ai interfaces um the whole thing about the way social media works is essentially how do we keep you on this app for longer how do we keep you hooked on this social media app for longer because if you look around yourself there is so much social media right now which one's winning I'm not gonna lie to you for me personally TikTok and Instagram are the biggest biggest winners for me like honestly it takes up so much of my life I'm so wasted so much of my life on those apps and so these people were talking about how they um, have done every little thing that they possibly could will that, with the algorithm, with AI, with their like digital interfaces and stuff like that to keep you on the apps for longer. And so every single thing that you do is tracked. Like I'm not joking here. Forget about like data stealing and all of these Chinese companies taking your data and stuff like that. Like I'm not even getting onto that. What I'm talking about is they track everything. How long did you watch? So for example, TikTok, how long did you watch a TikTok? Did you watch it all the way till the end? Did you watch it again? Did you pause? Did you did you click comments? Did you save it to your bookmarks? Did you share it to your friends? Did you save it to your device? Did you go on to check the creator? Um, things like that. Did you click on the sound? Did you go check more of those videos? Did you did you click on the hashtag? Um, stuff like that. So 
every single thing is tracked. And for me, that is so, so crazy. At first, they really are just picking, like, they're just throwing random things in air, seeing what you're going to catch, okay? What are you going to catch today? Oh, she caught something like this. She's been watching that for a very long time. Okay, let's send out more of that type of stuff. Okay, and now we've got her hooked. She's going to think, oh my God, this is all related to me. Everything is so cool. Oh, wow, like, I can really relate to this. Oh my God, I can resonate with this so much. Wow, that hits deep, blah, blah, blah. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, this trend is amazing. And you're hooked that's it they've got you right there and the scariest part of that is if you're not doing mentally well if you're not doing emotionally well if you're genuinely not in a good place the last thing you want to be doing is going onto those apps because hear me out they know exactly what makes you feel good and what makes you feel bad they know what you're basically going through in life essentially if you're going through some sort of thing where um let's say for example um like I don't know, financial stresses or something, they will put up things about that. I'm not joking because, you know, they must have just thrown something out there about financial stress and you watch that video for a bit too long or you checked out more videos related to that and bam, they've got it. They know what you're hooked on now. And so it goes on like that. And if you're not, like I said, doing it mentally well, that I personally realised for myself that the worst thing you could be doing is going on social media to the point where it is literally making you struggle struggle to sleep at night. That's what it was getting to. Like, TikTok was not a good place for me to be on. I was literally, like, so destitute, so emotional, so mentally gone. Um, and then on top of that, I'm juggling placement. I'm juggling studying on top. I'm juggling um, the concept of my family being away because they were on holiday. So it was literally just me and my other brother at home. And... Um, literally like my mom and dad and like my other brother like they'd gone like you know obviously they were um out of the country and um it was for the first time ever like I was having to properly properly live independently um because obviously like we've got our own lives and so it was quite sad coming home to an empty house type of thing and I was really struggling I don't think I was even eating properly to be honest with you I it took me it had a really hard effect on me which was so surprising because I genuinely didn't think I was going to be that bad I've always been independent 100% independent but for some reason this time I just could not take it and I think more so than anything my brother's literally my best friend like I cannot stress this enough um he's literally my best friend in every single thing in every single aspect so he was gone as well and honestly that was just so hard for me because he's not only he's my brother he's literally my best friend everything um so he's my partner in crime and he's gone and I'm just like my mom's gone and my dad's gone and I'm dealing on all of this on my own and then I've got placement and then I've got gym and then I've got this and then I've got that and I just couldn't take it I could not take it so anyways I decided to go off social media I deleted the apps um, and I logged out. First I thought, okay, I'll log out of them. But then I just knew that was going to happen. So I logged out and I deleted them. Um, and I just started doing my own stuff. I was still doing placement. I was still obviously doing gym. I was still doing the podcast. I No, I wasn't. Sorry, I was not doing the podcast. Obviously, I wasn't doing any social media stuff. Um, I was literally only talking to a limited amount of people. Um, and yeah I I started journaling more that is something that really really helped me I started journaling more and voila like my issue was I realized like I'm that person where I can go through two or perhaps even three journals a year and it hit me that this journal that I'm currently using it's I'm not even finished it and I've, it's already been a year so like I'm going through less journals and it's because like I stopped writing as much as I used to and honestly if you're someone who you're mentally sensitive and you're very emotionally sensitive because I know for a fact I'm 100% very sensitive I'm an overthinker to the max like I overthink so badly it's unreal 
and I feel everything so much like sensitively like it's crazy I'm a very emotional person deep down so journaling is the best thing you could ever do for yourself and at first it feels weird at first you're like oh what am I doing like this doesn't feel right like this is very alien to me but honestly like it gets to a point where you're literally just writing and writing and you're just like oh my god I need to journal like I need to get all my feelings out. I need to spit it out and it feels good like you're literally just regurgitating it all out onto paper and you just know no one's ever gonna really see that and you're gonna keep it to yourself um so I started to basically I switched that concept of feeling sad and thinking okay let me just like waste some time on TikTok or social media and then feeling even more sad from the stuff that I'm seeing, um, I switched that for journaling, I switched that for working more on myself type of thing, and just getting rid of the distractions, and getting rid of what makes me feel so sad, and feel so triggered, Um, and it helped so much, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, that break was what I really, really truly needed, now don't get me wrong, it was still hard, it was so, so hard, there were like times where, for the record, like, (laughs) I don't do that whole thing of like crying on camera, you know how people like, I've seen it so much on TikTok where they're like crying and then like they've they've like recorded themselves crying if that makes sense and then you know they keep it for the memories or whatever. I've never done that. Like I always think this is the thing. I used to always think that's so weird. I was like, oh that is so weird. Like why would you do that? Why would you record yourself crying your eyes out? Um and I think it's so weird. But it got to a point where like obviously like I said I wasn't doing mentally well. I was literally crying and like I was sending like like videos to my friends because I'm you know like crying my eyes and I'm trying to explain something and I didn't have time to FaceTime like literally or even if I did FaceTime I'm crying my eyes out I'm physically crying my eyes out and my friends were going through stuff as well so it's literally all a big crying therapy sesh um and I'm literally just crying my eyes out and I'm just like oh god it was just a horrible moment like like I was praying to Allah and I was crying and honestly if anyone is to ever ask me well what was it what was it that was causing this emotional stress I could not give you one single answer I couldn't sit there and pinpoint it and be like yes this is what it's causing it I couldn't I couldn't do it I genuinely could not there's not one single thing I know the things that were causing it but I couldn't put it down to one thing and on top of that like all the things that were causing it there was that element of the unknown like I'm crying because I genuinely do not know why I feel this way I feel so sad I feel so down I'm just not okay um and there was a slight element of like well I don't really know why but for the whole of it, yeah, I, there was just so many things that were just adding up. So during that time when I was off social media, um, it felt really good in the sense of like, at least like I don't have to deal with that anymore. Because um, even like, you know, me- replying to messages was overwhelming for me. Um, but yeah, it was like that. And then, um, uh, you know, like I said, like I focused just on myself and like I was just studying and stuff like that. Um, and, and don't get me wrong, I wasn't even off it for a very long time. I think, I was off it for like a week and a half, just under two weeks, I think. And then I came back on um, and I was happy. I was so happy when I came back on. But one thing I have now taken away from it is don't spend too much time on it. Genuinely, if this is the, this is one advice, like piece of advice I could give to anyone, social media will destroy everything. I'm not joking. That is so dramatic. And that's coming from someone who is essentially, a, a like who essentially loves social media. Like I've got, um oh my god I've got like 19k followers on um Instagram and I've got 23k on TikTok alhamdulillah but like as someone who loves using social media and that's what and creating content as someone who's literally like 
creative one, my biggest advice to you would be social media destroys everything. I'm not joking to you. Anything you're going through, please do not turn to social media as an aspect of, hey, maybe me scrolling through and finding people that are going through the same stuff as me, it's going to help. Now, for some people, it may do, but for the majority of us, I'm not joking. For me, especially, it did not help at all. It just, if anything, just made me wallow more in self-pity. And it just brought me more down. Um, and so I, I, I stayed away from it and that was so good. Now, in terms of that, if you obviously do use that type of stuff and you know, you have to take a break, you are gonna go back on it, right? And that's what happened. I went back on it and I have now changed the way I use social media. So Alhamdulillah now, I don't post that much. Um, I post, obviously I do post, but I used to be that type of person who just like spams on my story. Now there could be a time when I do again, I do spam on my story. There could be a time when I do that. But for the majority of it, I just got a random email notification. Um, but for the majority of it, um, I don't really post that much again. And the reason for that is because I realized that not everyone really needs to know what's going on in your life. Now, even then I wasn't really posting anything specifically related like if I had like an update on it and I like hey I started placement or whatever like this is what I'm doing in my course yeah that's true I would um but for the whole of it I I, I wasn't really I'm not really posting that much anymore um and on top of that what I did was I started to mute this sounds I mean you guys who follow me you could probably say whoa like do you do to me um but no like there's certain accounts that I just muted in terms of, like muted their stories and um the reason I did that was because um their stuff I just couldn't take watching um <laughs> this is a bit like whoa that sounds so rude and harsh that's genuinely not what I mean um you've got to do what's best for yourself I, I can't stress it enough put yourself first put yourself first for the love of God if someone doesn't watch your story it is not the end of the world um if you can't take watching it don't watch it do you know what I'm trying to say um so I stopped um watching some stories I muted some accounts I started to use the not interest but or not interested button a lot and this is for anything related to um this so I started to click not interested for a lot of stuff on this sounds really crazy but like toxic productivity um in terms of like um you know do this many hours of studying da, 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 da. like I'm not gonna see that I'm not gonna do it respectfully no because you don't need to be telling me that the reason for that is because everybody works differently I always say this and some people do study a lot of hours some don't now I can sit here and 100% say that there are some days when I study so much and other days when I study nothing at all but I can't exactly put a set finger on how many hours I study I know I study a lot alhamdulillah now but I can't ever say oh yeah I do a 13 hour session in a day like hell no I don't come on be realistic um I just started to click not interested in that stuff I also started to click not interested on um, things related to like placement and hospital work. The reason for that is because, hear me out, if I am going on social media to take a break, right? Oh, I'm gonna have a five minute break, let me go on my phone. Respectfully, I wanna see something that's not related to what I'm currently doing. Now, if I want to see something that's, you know, related to what I'm doing in my life, I'm going to physically search it up. But if I've gone on my phone for a break and then I open it up and it's about some sort of like, oh, so, you know, I'm working at the hospital and I did this and I did that. Mm, I don't really care. Quite frankly, like that's so rude, but I don't really care. The reason why is because I'm not saying it as in, I don't want best for you. Genuinely, wallahi, like I am 
the first person who would want the best for anyone else and I mean that genuinely but for me personally I've gone on my phone for a break I don't need to see that it's only gonna make me feel more more worse about myself because everyone's experience is subjective it is not the same so I could have been having a really bad day on placement where I've genuinely not done anything I've not ticked any skills off I felt like a nuisance I've not learned anything I've been getting questions wrong I just felt like you know I've not got any good experience today and then I go and open my phone and next thing you know Sally from down the road has had the best day ever has been awarded the freaking back you know bachelor of science award at the placement that's not a real thing by the way um ticked off all of her skills and like universities had contacted her to give her an early graduation like i don't need to see that i don't need to make myself feel worse than i already do and the the opposite is also true where you know i could have been having an amazing day at placement i've literally got everything done my supervisor's so impressed in me i've had such a good day life is amazing sunshine and rainbows and then i go on my phone and i see someone who's not had such a good day and they've decided to post about that and now i feel guilty i feel guilty like oh like oh maybe I'm doing too much or oh I feel kind of bad or oh you know what I mean like I don't need to feel that way again everyone else's experience is subjective sometimes you can get literally overloaded by sensory stuff like you can get overloaded by everyone else's experiences you can get overloaded by the things that are happening around you to people around you to people that you know and you don't really need that now hear me out that doesn't really relate to friends like with all due respect like I love seeing what my friends are getting up to and I'm literally the first person to be like cheering them on like oh my god you were in surgery what the flip like that's amazing but like people who I don't really know very well or people who I just know of or even like social media influencers that like are in the same kind of like aspect as me and the same you know sort of principle as me like I don't really yeah if I want to see what you're up to or if I want to see that has anyone else been feeling this way recently or you know oh are there any tips on this that the other I will set it up but when I don't want to know I'm I I don't want to see it involuntarily like, I don't want it to be unsolicited in my face um and you guys could be sitting there thinking wow that's harsh that is so rude and first of all I'd like to apologize if I come across as rude but genuinely I mean this like I'm going to put it in a dis- different aspect um another one of the things that I clicked not interested a lot on was marriage I was getting constantly bombarded by all of this stuff related to um hashtag nikah hashtag marriage hashtag oh my god I don't even know like everything related to marriage and obviously like I'm 22 years old um so literally I'm at that age where everyone around me is kind of like getting married now um some may consider that too young some may consider that too old it is subjective to everyone but there are lots and lots of people around me that are getting married and it's just one of those things of like everyone's like oh my god you're next you're next you're next and I'm like no dude like I'm really not um but the point is like it is quite stressful because it's like oh yeah I mean who doesn't want to get married but at the same time you, same time like you know it's not going to be happening anytime soon so you're in that limbo mode where you're just like oh like I don't know what's going to be happening but the point is like in terms of like seeing it always on your for you page and stuff like that and it's just like oh god like I don't really need to be seeing this right now again it's one of those and I felt so bad for thinking this way but then a few of my friends I was talking about it to my friends and they literally like bro same like literally same I go like it sounds so bad but I have had to block I'm not joking I've had to literally block some Muslim couples like you know these TikTok famous ones um literally block their accounts because their profiles because like 
so I don't see their stuff um and that sounds like so horrible but I mean like mashallah mashallah to them like I'm always like saying mashallah but at the same time like I don't need to see it I don't because for someone who is not obviously like anywhere near that kind of stage of your life and then you've got other stuff to be doing um, but then obviously like you do want that type of stuff like it is very very hard like I said you're in limbo mode um so and I mean I don't really speak a lot about um marriage and stuff like that on this uh, podcast but the point is that I'm trying to make is that there are a lot of stuff that I'm, I was having to click not interested in um a lot of stuff that I had to click not interested in was this depressing kind of like quote stuff who and what and why is the need to make this depressing quote tiktoks right where like they hit you where it hurts and I'm like bro you really don't need to be doing this to me right now it's 7 15 a.m on a tuesday morning like leave me alone respectfully first of all people could be turning around and saying well why are you on tiktok at 7 15 a.m on a tuesday morning um but hey you know what i needed to okay so back off i'm joking um that's not you should just don't don't open social media that early in the morning please um but i had to click not interested in so many things and so that is the approach i took when i went back on social media and guys guess what it worked. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, it worked. Now, I don't want to sound like I'm I'm being uh, petty or I'm being nasty or vindictive or whatever like that. Like, um, mashallah, alhamdulillah, like to every single person who's having those type of successes out there. But, like, I don't need to see it, okay? I'm just going to do me and I'm just going to work on myself. And this is something that social media has basically kind of projected onto us where everyone needs to know everything about everyone's lives now. Now, we post so much regarding of our lives and don't get me wrong like I am equally a, a criminal in this Um, we post so much so like everyone is seeing what's happening around them to people that they don't even know and you start to compare yourself and you start to relate it back to yourself and before you know it you're just like well everyone's having such a good life like what's wrong with mine or I'm not having this particular thing work out for me what why, why is that such a big thing why is it such a big problem for me why is it so easy for other people and that's not true that's genuinely not true and the reason for that is because everything has its own time everything has its own own plan everything has its own moment and why do we know that because it's the plan of Allah because Allah plans better than what we plan you may like something that's uh, bad for you but Allah knows best and you may dislike something that's good for you but again Allah knows best and you never truly know until you go through it so many times we might want something so badly in our life right and you're making dua for it again and again and again you know you just want this one thing and you're like oh my god like I'm gonna make so much dua for it I'm gonna wake up for the hajjad I'm I'm going to do it continuously I'm gonna make dua like uh, iftar time I'm gonna do everything and then you don't get it and you're sat there thinking to yourself, what the hell? Like, I was just asking for something that's halal. I was asking for something that's right. You know, I had just asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make it easier for me. Why didn't Allah make it easier for me? And at that time, what could even happen is that you lose that thing. You were so close to obtaining it and you lose it. And in that aspect, you feel even more destitute and even more distraught because you're just like, I just wanted this one thing. And Allah did not give it me and before you know it slowly but surely you're confused you're lost you're so so all over the place you're like eh like why was this so hard for me but then it starts to fall in place and when it starts to fall in place and the pieces start to fit together like a joke you know like a jigsaw piece um you start to slowly see it for what it was and Allah's like showing you hey you wanted this but this is why I didn't give it you. And you start to see all the reasons. You start to see all of the things of like why it wasn't good for you. And this is why 
sometimes as well now sometimes you could possibly want something and at that moment in your life it's not good for you and um, but maybe later on Allah Allah gives it you later on and if you guys are ever wondering about something like that you should listen to one of my episodes which is um it took Allah four years to answer my dua um that is a very good episode of mine alhamdulillah if i do say so myself um but it's a perfect example of how like you could be praying for something you don't get it at that moment but then so many you know you know moments down the line it could be years it could be days it could be months you get it then so not now but maybe later on and you realize hang on this is why i didn't get it the first time i asked but the bigger reason the bigger case is sometimes you'll ask for something and you don't get it and you don't get it and it's genuinely genuinely i mean this with all my heart you know there's people out there who have lost total hope they've lost total faith they don't really have much faith in the system anymore and um they think it's because allah hates them genuinely a lie saving you and you could be sitting there screaming and banging your like literally fists on the wall thinking to yourself well what was he saving me from what was Allah saving me from um because what I was asking for was was perfectly fine like it was literally okay I don't get the harm in it I don't get how could that could have harmed me I don't get how that could have caused problems for me you don't realize it genuinely I mean this from my behind my heart you do not realize it at the time but then slowly later on it could take you days oops that was my alarm guys please ignore that <laughs> it could take you days it could take you months it could take you weeks even it could even take you years that thing that you asked for and you didn't get it and you were confused well now you start to see the reasons you start to see little little moments you start to see little patterns adding up you start to connect the dots and honestly first and foremost connecting the dots is like a big thing like once you've connected those dots nothing can break them apart you can't unsee what you just saw and so you will start to see the reasons and it will slowly just click and it sinks and you just sit there and think what the hell i was gonna go through something like that i wanted something like that what was wrong with me what is, what on earth was wrong with me and i'm relating this to anything and everything literally it can be to marriage you you want to marry someone who's not good for you at all but you don't see it you don't realize it and then you're asking and you're praying and you're making dua for that person and you're just not getting it and then you don't get that person and you both go your own ways and when it kind of like you know surfaces reasons why you realized you're just like wait what like what the hell i really wanted to be with that person like what's wrong with me but it's not that anything's wrong with you allah knew what you didn't know allah saw the things that you didn't see allah knew hey this is not good for you and equally it could not have been good for that person perhaps you guys were just not good for each other and the reasons are not clear right now they are clear later secondly it could be because of a um university you applied to it could be because of a job that you wanted to get it could be because of the college you wanted to go to it's because of the degree you wanted to do you could have been making dua day and night for this an internship or a um a placement or anything like that and you're making dua again and again and again you're waking up for the hajjad you're literally praying you're literally giving sadaqah you're literally praying out iftar for it um and you don't get it and you don't get it and you're like what the hell like i did everything right i'm literally asking allah for halal income i'm literally asking allah to give me this internship or to give me this job i want to earn i want to provide what's so wrong with that why did allah not give me it was literally perfect everything was so good about the job i was gonna get it and you didn't get it and then later on you start to see the reasons why and you're like oh 
I really wanted that job. Like, what's wrong with me? Now, the other thing you could be possibly getting is something better. And that happens in so many situations. It is unreal. When it comes to jobs, when it comes to internships, universities, degrees, it may not be the thing you want. But when you get it, you realise, hang on. This is something that I, I was always missing out on. And you are so happy and you're so in love with what you want. You're like, what the hell? Like, this is insane. How could I have ever wanted something else? The same thing comes to persons. Like, persons? Persons? What the hell? Uh, people? Um, the same thing comes to people. Friends, uh, family, um, the person that you want to marry. You may not realise that, you know, you're asking for something so small. Like, you're asking for a simple rock. And Allah's like, what's wrong with you? I'm literally trying to give you a diamond, bro. Like, chill, calm down. You're wanting a rock? That rock is not good for you. I'm literally saving a diamond for you. Just be patient, chill. And that's just a good way to think about it. You may be wanting something so small, but Allah's trying to give you the world. Um, Allah's trying to give you something better. And this is something as well that you need to realise. We we accustom the concept of or the terminology of better to something glamorous, to something amazing, to something heightened, to something of a bigger status. Um, something genuinely that if you were to look at and be like, oh yeah, that's better. But in actual fact... Allah knows what's better for you. Now, so many times you may have seen like um, people who like, for example, get married and they were with someone who was absolutely incredible, absolutely beautiful, whatever, ticked every single box, like could have been model material, whatever, you know, really nice, really caring, whatever. And it didn't work out. And then they sat there thinking of like, what, what the hell? Like, how did this not work out? Okay, fine. I trust Allah's plan. Allah's going to give me something better like he said he would. And so he gets, you know, the better thing, the better person. And in fact, she's not that good looking. She's not really model material. She's mediocre. She's average. She's your average woman. She's not really someone that, you know, someone would bat around and turn her eye at. Um, and, you know, stuff like that. But you don't realise what's so good about this person. Genuinely, these people might have the best marriage that they'll ever, ever have in their life compared to the first one. We tend to, um, we tend to quanti- like quantify um, the concept of better to glamorous and bigger and better and stuff like that. Not really. Allah knows what's best for you. At the time, you may dislike something that's good for you. Truly, what does that mean? You may dislike something that's good for you, but when you get it, you think to yourself, this is all I ever knew like this is all I ever wanted you may not have wanted that ever but once you once you get that you're thinking oh my god this is what I've been waiting for the whole time and don't get me wrong it can get very tiring to think this way it can literally be like I'm tired I'm tired of waiting or I'm tired of you know making to offer things and they're not coming my way and you know I literally don't ever get what I want um I literally know people who have made dua for so many jobs so many jobs like I'm not joking so many jobs so many internships so many this so many that and they've never ever got it they've never got it and then one time they kept making du'a, they kept making du'a, they kept making du'a, rejected, 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 and then they got this one job. And subhanAllah, like, they were over the moon. Like, they genuinely adore it. Like, they love it. Not everyone can say that they they, they work a job that they love. I've seen it very similarly with marriage. I have literally seen people in absolute love with someone, like, and it's not worked out. And they're so shocked and it's broken their world apart. And then 
give it some time they've met someone else and literally it's worked out literally everything has just synced and clicked into place and they are the happiest that they have ever been in their life and I'm just sat there thinking to myself like wow like this person was distraught and broken and hurt before and now look at them like alhamdulillah I've seen people who've had to wait years years and years and years to marry the person they wanted and they did it they waited or simply rather not that they waited but rather Allah had written it for them at a time when they didn't know at a time later on than that they, they, they thought and that's because Allah knows what's best for us but um, it's all it all comes down to Qadr at the end of the day it all comes down to that type of stuff the best thing I would have just genuinely say is honestly like limit what you see on social media don't compare your life to people on social media it literally has an effect on us um, limit your time on social media and hey if you're watching things and you're if you're seeing things on social media that you know don't really sit right with you or just make you sigh and think why don't I have that or why is it so easy for everyone else to so hard for me or anything it could be anything just simply do me a favor and click not interested in it not even joking don't feed that little crevice in your heart that just pangs and aches don't feed it until it becomes an earthquake don't feed it until it becomes that massive crack that ends up breaking your heart don't do that to yourself and just click or not interested not joking it makes your life 10 times easier i've been doing it now alhamdulillah alhamdulillah i'm in a lot better of a place you know there's still good days there's still bad days but one thing i will say is social media does not have that big of an effect on my life than you know like it used to and i'm very 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 happy about that but yeah please be very careful with this amount of time that you're spending on social media um it can make you or it can break you quite frankly um but going on to that speaking of social media i asked you guys on instagram to send in some questions for me that you would like me to answer and um you guys sent in some you know some some nice ones um so i'm just gonna go through a few of those and let's see what comes up okay so one of the questions is how are you seriously like this is literally what i've just been talking about so i should have actually started this with that question I feel like I've just answered your entire question with this podcast um like I said obviously I'm doing a lot better now there are still good days there are still bad days you just gotta take it in the chain not every day is gonna be full of sunshine and rainbows um you know we all suffer from different things we're all affected more easily by some things compared to other people and you just gotta take it day by day not even joking don't stress so much about the future that's what I've been trying to tell myself just do what you gotta do you know just be just be happy in the moment that's what I keep trying to tell myself and on top of that if you're feeling some type of weight allow yourself to feel it don't try to bury it don't try and hide it don't try and block it or bottle it up don't do that let yourself feel it don't let yourself drown yourself in it don't do that don't drown yourself in it but let yourself feel it for feel it for a bit genuinely massive thing I could help but yeah I feel like I answered this question with the entirety of this episode so yeah thank you for sending that in um Someone said, do you have a schedule? How do you stop procrastination? So, okay, fun fact. I used to, I have played about so much with schedules and planning and preparing and all that type of stuff. I used to have, like, what I used to think was best because I used to do this back in high school and I kind of like carried it on into like university which was so bad should have realized it wasn't working for me but I used to do a thing where I used to have a monthly schedule. So I used to sit down and write down and plan my entire month out. If that's not the stupidest thing that anyone could ever do, I don't know what is. If you do that, please stop. Like, abort that right now. The reason for that is so many. First of all, you do, you can't you can't predict the month. You cannot. A month is so long. That's 30, 31 days you're talking about. It's a very long time. Anything can happen in that moment where you don't realise. Anything can disrupt and destroy your plans. Anything like that can happen. You just don't genuinely know. So the stuff that you've written down 
you'll realize that slowly you'll start abandoning that plan like halfway because you've not been sticking by it it wasn't realistic enough. Now, at the time when you're writing it and stuff like that, it might have felt realistic. But as you go throughout the month, you'll realise, oh my God, like I had to give up on this idea or I didn't get this done for that day. Da, da, da. And, you know, what kind of like builds up and overwhelms you is all the stuff that you didn't get done. You you focus less on what you got done and you focus more on what you didn't get done. And you just think, sack it. Like, I'm already so behind. What's the point? And for me, personally, that's anyway how I dealt. Some people could sit here and be like, no, monthly schedules work so well for me. For me, it just wasn't good. And I just sacked that idea and gave up then what I started doing was a weekly schedule now again for me personally just the type of person I am it didn't work because again for me even in a week is unpredictable a week is so unpredictable you could plan your entire week dot to dot right Thursday something comes up Thursday evening you've got to go do something you've got to sort something out and before you know it your plans kind of went to waste and you're like oh god like I didn't get all this done now I have to catch up but I've got this planned up for Friday Saturday Sunday how am I going to catch up when do I get time to catch up you may leave yourself a blank day and this is one thing I would this is some advice that I would give to people if the if you are someone who wants to do a weekly schedule leave your Sundays as blank days don't don't plan anything for your Sunday because anything that you didn't get done throughout the week you may want to just target the Sunday um and get it done then and for some people they might not like that idea because then they're like well where's my break day but you should always 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 be adjusting and giving yourself breaks throughout the week like always scheduling those breaks maybe have an afternoon off or stuff like that um but yeah weekly schedules didn't work for me so what I've literally gone on to now is literally essentially what I'd like to call like a two-day schedule so I have obviously like a planner if you open the planner it's literally a week so you open it and it's like literally Sunday to Saturday I don't know why it's like that but yeah basically a week and I never sit down and plan the entire week. What I will do, however, though, is things that I know that are not, like, I cannot change, I will put down, I will literally pop, you know, jot those down for the week. So, for example, I know the thing that I cannot change is placement. I can't change that. I have to go and do my shift on placement from Monday to Friday. I know what times I have to be in. I know what my supervisors told me. Okay, so like on Tuesday, you're gonna be doing clinic or, you know, Wednesday, you've got elective surgery. You know, Friday, you've got trauma surgery. You know, I know that those things I cannot change because those have literally been listed for me. So I will write those down. So I might, you know, jot those down. But then obviously after that, things like gym, things like studying things like going out with my friends things like spending time with family or getting you know podcast I've done I know all of that is subjective I know that that can change and that's liable to change so what I do is that I will for example sit down to plan my Sunday and then I'll plan the next day as well like Monday I'll jot some stuff down on Monday but I also know that there could be a high chance that on Monday comes I might not get some of that just stuff done so then I carry on to the Tuesday does that make sense um and again, like I'll keep one of those days or two of those days free. Um, and that's what I do because for me personally, I feel like life is so unpredictable right now in my life currently. I cannot even predict the end of the week. Wallah, like I genuinely can't. And so for me personally, what works best is just planning the days the night before. Does that make sense? And how do I stop procrastination? Honestly, I don't. The way I do stop procrastination little things is putting my phone on focus mode where it blocks all types of notifications putting it away from me um things like um going into a certain area where you know you're gonna work best for example for me I know I work best at the library I know when I'm turning up to the library I'm gonna work so sometimes you genuinely just have to force yourself to get up and go to the library you may not even like that library very much I know I hate my local library but 
I go there because I know I'm going to get some solid work done. And I do. Well, like I actually do. Alhamdulillah, I do. Because I know that in that moment right there, where I am, I know that I'll be okay. Um, also, another thing for me I know that doesn't work very well is studying with friends. I can't really study very well with friends because I get distracted. We have a chat. We do this. We do that. Um... And so I don't really do that as much. I will have, don't get me wrong, I don't ever say no type of thing. Like I don't, sorry, I don't say no to all of them. But sometimes I have to just be like, yeah, I'm going to like go study my own or like I'm going to go to this place or whatever. You know what I mean? Because um, I know that I will start to procrastinate and I'll start to get distracted. So I think the best way to stop procrastination here and there is first of all, understand that you're not going to be able to do it all the time. Like you're literally, some days there will be where you get distracted and you will procrastinate. That's natural and that's human. And then second of all is to... um basically learn more about yourself and learn about how you work now bearing in mind I'm 22 years old and it changes there was a time when I could study for hours at home like literally I would be in my room the door would be shut and I could just study 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 I would never get distracted and I'd be like whoa I just sat down for like a three-hour session straight on and I loved it I loved sitting home but at the age of 22 now as I've got older uh, things change people change and now it's like I struggle to study at home like genuinely I can get a few like one or two hours in but after that like I can't um and so for me I have to get out and I have to go to the library or something like that or just anywhere stay longer behind or stuff like that so you will change and you will alter your ways as as a human that's just the part of growing up so remember that as well someone said why is Hamza not married already this is so <laughs> This is actually a good one. So if you guys don't know who Hamza is, um, Hamza is uh, the medical student that I did a podcast episode with uh, before this. So if you have not checked that out, please do go and listen to that. I got so much feedback on that and I got so many people popping up to me like, this guy's a crackhead um, or this was so funny or some people were so angered by the way that he answered the uh, Reddit threads, uh, which was quite interesting. That was a good experience. Um, but basically, a uh, long-time listener, um, you know someone who can chat for days <laughs> but yeah get along very well so um he, someone just asked why is Hamza not married already uh, which is quite funny because he did talk a, a bit about it in the podcast episode um and it's funny because <laughs> I think he himself would be dying to get married so if anybody wants to get to know Hamza please hit me up and I can send you him his way um his Instagram handle is h1 underscore m underscore underscore um and yeah check him out please if you want be that girl and slide into the dms um shoot your shot um because i think he would massively appreciate that someone said what's the best age to get oh and then another thing is sorry to interrupt um but he has already listed his qualities like the type of things that he would want in someone so if you want listen to that episode kind of like go to the end and you'd probably be able to hear about it but he's very precise and yet at the same time all over the place which i think is all of us but yeah remember to listen to those as well so someone else asked what's the best age to get married family or career honestly 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 don't know i don't think there's a set age I don't think there's a best age at all um and I think that's purely because of what we've just experienced I think we all grow up having this certain idea in our head of when we're going to be getting married and then it doesn't happen I remember I remember wanting to be married at 21 having my first child at like 23 not even joking I'm literally 22 if anything I'm closer to 20 I'm closer to 23 you know what I'm saying no I'm not really but I don't know if I'm closer to 23 than I am to 21, but I'm not entirely sure. But the point is, I'm 22, nowhere near as like marriage is happening. Um, 
And so we plan, again, like I said, we plan, but Allah plans. Um, and on top of that, another thing is that people get married at all sorts of ages and you're going to hear so many contradictions. People are going to be like, oh my God, your expiry date's at 25. After that, you're just going to get the rejects. Oh God, you're 27. You're never going to get married. You're 30. You're not married. That's it. You're going to be the old auntie. You know what I mean? You want other people being like, young marriage is, you know, perfect. It's amazing. Mashallah is sunnah. You know, you, you've done the right thing. You've got other people being like, oh, you know, young marriage is so wrong. Um, Oh, how could you ever do that? You're so wrong for doing that. 18, 19, what are you feeling? All right, are you on crack cocaine? Um, You've got a variety of opinions thrown your way. The best thing I would do is talk to Allah about it. Talk to your family about it. Do what you want to do, quite frankly. Um, Don't let other people's opinions on um, decisions overrule you. At the end of the day, you're gonna be living with that person, no one else. So why should you, why should you take that on on board? Do you know what I'm trying to say? Um, but yeah. Um, on top of that, family or career. Okay, so it is different for everyone else. I personally am a big believer of making it halal. Like, I would genuinely say, like, if you do meet someone, and you know you feel like this is the perfect person, and da da da. Um, some people have this excuse set forward and yeah I'm not gonna lie like I would call it an excuse um of oh no I've I've got to sort my career out I want to be financially stable I want a house and stuff like that um okay cool that's fine but like am I gonna stop you no do you know what I mean so if you do find someone randomly or you know they kind of like just collide into your life and you're like oh wait I had all of these plans genuinely I would say is the first thing you should do and you when you genuinely know that this person is the one aim to make it halal because the last thing you want to be doing is oh hang on hold fire I just want to sort my life out but you stay right there we can just be together make it haram and then plant the seed for haram and then try and aim for something halal afterwards like how are you planting a haram seed for marriage now hear me out that's very very brash and very harsh and brutal but I'm just trying to like explain it in a way that could make sense. Does that does that make sense? I personally think that this whole thing of being financially stable and then kind of like marrying that person is not really a good idea. Um, if there's two different things, so if you are saying, okay, I want to be financially stable before I think of marriage therefore I'm not going to entertain or persuade anything I'm just going to wait until I'm financially stable and then start looking that's different because you're not leading anyone on you're not got someone waiting there for you but if you are saying that oh I do love you and I do care about you and I want you to be that person in the you know for the rest of my life but I want to make myself financially stable so just hang fire that is wrong I think that's so 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 wrong because it doesn't make sense if you genuinely know that this person is the one that you want for god's sake just have a nikah and make it halal you don't have to be living together you genuinely don't you don't have to be living your life together for god's sake you're not you're not tied to the hip um you can have your own lives with the understanding and knowledge that hey right now we can't have nice lovely things we can't be living together in a nice pretty beautiful house because like i said we need to be financially stable Two heads better work, work better than one, okay? Um, and I would say just consider this and just understand that for girls especially, um, if someone does say that to you, um, one thing I would say is please just be careful about that. Um, obviously, like, if you're young and stuff like that, it, it's different, but especially when you're, like, at an age of marriage, you know what I mean? And someone's saying that to you, like, get a grip. Do you know what I mean? That's what I would say to you to, to say to that guy, like, get a grip. Um because as much as you want that person if they don't want if they don't care about your akhirah then 
yeah do you know what I mean and that's honestly don't get me wrong like it's an easily made mistake you know we've all probably done things that we've regretted um, and no one's perfect but like yeah just don't risk your akhara for anything so yeah I would personally say like in anything that you try to pursue like just try and always have that intention of let's make it halal um in terms of other questions uh last one if you could give advice to your 16 year old self what would it be hmm (laughs) don't plan so much for the future genuinely that would be my advice don't plan so much for the future I'm always someone who has looked way ahead into the future planned my entire life out type of thing had a five-year plan and honestly as you get ahead and you just go through life you realize that actually that's not gonna happen um things change people change you change as a person you change so much the things that you wanted back then are not the same things you're going to want in your five-year plan later down the line and so the biggest advice I could give myself would be that don't plan so much don't have such a rigid mind <laughs> don't have just this one-track mind of like I'm gonna sort this out gotta sort that out gotta sort this out like no it's okay you can chill you know what I mean like you can calm down you can have a life <laughs> and I, I used to do that so much but um yeah I think that would be my advice to myself my 16 year old self don't don't plan so much you can you can have you know things can go wrong and it's okay you know, you can sit down sometimes and think, I don't have a plan. I have no idea what I want to do in my life, but that's okay. But I don't always think you have to plan everything out. So um, I don't actually have time for Reddit threads today. And obviously, because it's Eid, I do have other things to be doing. So I hope you all enjoyed this episode. Uh, please let me know what you thought of it. Give us a rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Um, check out the social media at The Word Affairs on Instagram and TikTok and the website www.thewordaffairs.co.uk. And yeah, I'm going to leave it there and I will see you next week, inshallah. Take care.